This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. You ready for some schadenfreude, Bax? This is going to be a schadenfreude-heavy version of the show, at least to start out. This is cool. Friends to the North, it was already not going well for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh in recruiting, um, but at least they had a top 100 player, a four-star linebacker, the number five linebacker in their country, even with him. uh, Their class is ranked in the 40th. In the 40s, one of the worst classes in the Big Ten. Well, that young man decommitted last night, and they are now down to 55th in the country in recruiting. They only have six commitments. They're 13th in the Big Ten out of 14. The young man that decommitted, linebacker Raylan Wilson out of Tallahassee. I mean, you get on the Michigan boards right now, they're just – I mean, they've accepted it. They're just like, what a disaster. It's not like they're in denial where, oh, we'll get a bunch of three stars from Connecticut and it'll be fine. They've even <laughs> resorted themselves to thinking this is an absolute disaster. How did this happen after they finally have their banner year? I think it's mostly because of Harbaugh thinking he had the Vikings job, but there's got to be more to it than that. Why is Michigan just an absolute disaster in recruiting right now, Bax? Well, you you nailed it on the head. I mean, he was interviewing for the Vikings job on National Signing Day. That is that's like that's like going on a date instead of going to your wedding and then just going back two days later and being like, Oh, no big deal. We're all good. You think I didn't want to honey. Yeah. Even- like you think that wouldn't cause some problems. <laughs> and on top of that, like his, uh, his actions also led to them losing Josh Gaddis, who whatever you, we, we think about him, uh, the guy thought he was getting the Michigan job. And when he didn't, he was like, all right, I'm not dealing with Jim Harbaugh for another year. Peace. And, that's that's another big blow that they've had. So right now their highest rated guy in their whole class is a guy named Colt Cabana, who if you if you're familiar with him is a really good underground wrestler from Chicago. I mean, uh, no, wait a minute. He's he's a running back from Michigan who's barely in the top twenty four seven. And the reality is that Michigan is not going to be getting any of these other kids they thought they'd get. They didn't get Lloyd Carr's freaking grandson because their program's such a train wreck right now. And the number one rated QB after the first day of the Elite 11 is from the state of Michigan, Dante Moore, and there's no way in hell he's going to Michigan. If anything, he's going to Michigan State. And that's the real fun part about this is that Michigan might be ranked 55th right now in recruiting. Sparty's in the top 10 with a legit base of having an, at the end of the day, top 10 class. So it's not just that Ohio State's recruiting over them by 8 million uh, points, but in-state, Sparty is slaughtering them. 
So, yeah, this is shaping up towards uh, to be very similar towards the end of the Hoke era in recruiting where nobody wanted anything to do with it. Kids were dropping off the bandwagon left and right. And at the end of the day, when Hoke lost his last game to Ohio State and had a losing record in his last season, that was it. Bye-bye. Yeah, and this is an inter- – we have a comment here um, from Trepa uh, via YouTube. Trepa Coles um, points out, also, Michigan wants their players to earn their NIL money, nothing up front for recruits. But that's how Ohio State's doing it, too. They're just doing it way better. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh's taking a lot of flack, and I think rightfully so. It just doesn't – even if you believe this, you can't say it, that we're going to be transformational, not transactional. That's not what these kids want to hear. And what Ohio State's doing is they're not paying recruits up front, though. But what they are doing is showing them, and I don't know who came up with the study, if it was, um, you know, uh, the Wall Street Journal. Some, somebody came up with um, the, the exact figures of what these programs are making as far as NIL, what the players are making. And this is great for Ohio State and Ohio State recruiting. Um, Ohio State's current players are making more overall than any other program. And it's they're taking care of the players that are in the program and they're showing the recruits that this is what can happen if you come to Ohio state. So Ohio state's not paying recruits either. They're just doing it way better and they're laying it out to recruits. This is what can happen when you come here. And they're not just, the coaches aren't just telling them that backs, as you know, the players that are hosting them are telling them and every player in Ohio state's roster has at least one NIL deal. Most of them have multiple. And we're not even talking about just the star players. So I love how Ohio State's doing it, but it's not as simple as, well, Michigan's not offering money up front, so that's why they're recruiting. It's not just that, because Ohio State's not offering money up front either. I don't, I don't mean to pick on you, Trep. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering that. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, the difference is, is that Ohio State's done a good job having those opportunities in front of these players. They've done a good job of selling those opportunities, but they can also sell the most important NIL the most important thing you can have to your name and your image and your likeness, which is the opportunity to play in the NFL. So let's just be real here. Uh, Ohio State is in a different program position than our rivals. Our rivals got lucky last year, and all that's done is infuriated Ohio State. It's going to be a very ugly game for them this fall. And again, to me, it seems like Jim Harbaugh will leave Ann Arbor the moment he gets the opportunity to do so. But what's Michigan going to do with their wandering eye philandering coach, right? You know, the guy who's trying to date every other program and every other job that's out there, hoping one of them will take him because he's so miserable where he's at right now. They can't get rid of him. He did just have his best season ever. Sure, a lot of lucky things fell into place for him, but he did just have his best season ever, so they can't get rid of him. But they're kind of stuck in a marriage of convenience. They're staying together for the kids until, you know, something better is out there. And he's going to leave. And whether he leaves because he has another good season and an NFL team decides to take his crazy ass, or if he has a terrible season and he gets slaughtered by Ohio State and Michigan goes, never mind, this is a train wreck, you suck, you're one and six against them, or whatever it should be. Because if you counted the one with him uh, where he canceled and quit on us during COVID where they would have lost by 50. So uh, this is not a long-lasting relationship for Harbaugh, and I think anybody looking at that situation – like, let's say you and I were, had kids that were were from Detroit. We had top 250 kids in football. Would Michigan be near the top of your list? Because they wouldn't be near the top of mine. And that's nothing to do with me being a hater of that program. It has everything to do with, I don't think there's any coaching stability. I think Jim Harbaugh is frankly a madman. And 
honestly, it seems like a lot of these other schools are better suited for the modern football player to be able to do this NIL stuff. I'd be much more interested, not just in a place like Ohio State, which everybody's interested in, but I'd be more interested in Sparty. I'd be more interested in Notre Dame or Northwestern than I would be in Michigan right now. It still seems like they're stuck in 1950. Well, we could spend all show just uh, making fun of Michigan. I guess we won't because there's a, we can spread it around. You know, we do five shows a week. We, we'll spread it around. We'll, we'll find we'll, another opportunity later in the show. Oh, yeah. Or later this show, tomorrow, Friday, next week. I mean, there's plenty of schadenfreude to, to spread around, making fun of our rivals to the north. Let's get into Ohio State defensive recruiting. They obviously landed uh, four-star corner Kay and Lee on Monday. That vaulted them to the number one class in the country. And I love their their average player rating as well. It's over 94. Um, only Alabama has a higher average player rating, and they only have like seven recruits. Ohio State has 13 recruits and an average player rating of over 94. Uh, that equals the number one class in the country. But they need to start landing more defensive guys, and it looks like they're in on some big ones. I want to ask you about seven in particular. Um, Caleb Downs is the one that we all want, of course, the number one safety in the country. The one five-star that they're really in on. The thing is, though, man, Alabama's in on him. Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Ohio State. And you know, he's keeping it pretty close to the vest. But I like that they're in on Caleb Downs, the number one safety in the country. Again, uh, five-star kid. And then linebacker Tackett Curtis. All these other kids are four-stars. Linebacker uh, Tackett Curtis is a kid that I think Ohio State's in very good position to land. John Walker's a guy I really want to get. Florida's now more of a player, but I'd love to get John Walker. True D-tackle. Calvin Simpson Hunt. Corner who's, who's committed to Texas Tech. I think the Buckeyes are going to flip him. Darren Reed, all the crystal balls are in for Darren Reed. D-tackle, D-end out of Georgia. Arvell Reese and then Jermaine Matthews from the state of Ohio. Arvell Reese, linebacker from Glenville. Jermaine Matthews, corner from Winton Woods. I think the Buckeyes can get six of the seven. I guess I'd be happy with five of the seven. Seven of the seven would be great, but give me six of those seven and I'd be thrilled. And I think they can do that. You know, on this show, when I was on last week with Dan, uh, it was on the heels of like every good receiver in the country committing to Ohio State. Yeah. And my reaction was that I'm excited that we got those guys, but I'm like, okay, good. Yep, great work. What'll get me going, woo, are some of these guys you're talking about here. I want Caleb Downs. I want John Walker. I want my, uh, DJ Ungalale's little brother. Was it yeah. however you say his last name? Because I keep saying it wrong, and I'm sorry. Mateo, whatever. Mateo, you. Mateo. Yeah. I want Mateo. Mateo. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want I want Tackett Curtis. You know what? Last year's class was awesome for, for Ohio State. They had like seven guys in the top half of the top 247 on defense. And that's on the heels of a class that was Jack Sawyer and Tyleek Williams and JTT. I want those guys. I want those defensive players. And you know what I really want? I want meat. I want meat. I want meat in the trenches. I want John Walker. I want Mateo. I want Tackett Curtis. I want these big guys that are going to lay the wood whenever somebody's trying to move the ball on us. That's what we need. That is what we need, period. And so when we start talking about these guys that you just listed off here, those are absolutely critical. I want Reed. I, the, number, the number one guy for me right now, the more I see of him, is John Walker. Oh, I want that guy so badly. Desperately want that guy. Can you imagine him lining up next to Tyleek Williams? I mean, uh, oh, that would make me so happy. And guess what? With Caleb Downs, all those guys that you listed that were competing with for him, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson. Well, guess what? Those are the that's who, who we're going to compete with for all these elite kids. You know, that they're 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 not going to look at five stars and go, eh, never mind, let Ohio State take them, right? We're in on that's what we got to do to beat these guys, plain and simple. So 
this is this is big boy recruiting time for Jim Knowles. It's time to pull the big boy pants up and land more of these guys, right? And at the end of the day, I think we're going to land a lot of these top two, four, seven defensive players. I think we're going to land a lot of these big bodies, and we need to land a lot of these big bodies because when you start stacking recruiting class on top of recruiting class on top of recruiting class, you give yourself an exceptional amount of depth, and that's absolutely critical if you want to have one of these programs where you constantly have freak show kids show up that you know you kind of shrug and go, "Where was that kid? Holy cow!" Right. That's where Ohio State needs to get in terms of its defensive recruiting depth. And for a couple of years, we weren't doing that. We had two years that weren't sort of iffy defensively recruiting. This would be our third straight year of good defensive recruiting if we can really, by our standards, good. By everybody else's standards, it's like, you know, heaven, manna falls from the heavens and champagne pours from everywhere. The, the amount of recruit uh, defensive recruits we've landed the last two years. But by Ohio State standards, we need these elite guys if we want to be a national championship squad because Dave – I'll be honest, it's been eight years. We need another one of these natties. We need one soon. You know, I didn't ever think it would be eight years after 2014. And you, we, took, we got the offensive parts in place. We have the offensive machine in place. We need the defense. We need the bodies on defense. So that's, to me, everything in this class is these elite defensive recruits. That's what we have to land, period. Let's answer some questions from viewers out there. This comes from Facebook. It's from Matthew. This is pretty cool. Matthew, hey guys, traveling from Australia to my very first Buckeye game. Very first Buckeye game, going to, to Toledo. Um, what can he expect from a game day experience? He can't wait. It says, go Bucks. First of all, Matthew, good for you, man. All the way from Australia. Wow. Man, that's a, I've always wanted to go to Australia, and I always think, I don't know if I could deal with the, the 24 hours of traveling uh, to get there. Uh, it's hard to sleep on a plane. What can you expect? I mean, it's going to be your first game. I mean, get there early, uh, experience the tailgating, uh, yeah. go to Skull Session, which will be about an hour and a half before the game. That's at uh, St. John Arena. I'm sure you know what Skull Session is. The band comes in there. The team comes in there and addresses it. It's awesome. Uh, make sure you get in the stadium early enough to see the band come out. Um, and just, man, enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. You're going to love it. Um, if you're bringing family with you, you've never seen so many people in one spot. That's what I remember my first Ohio State game. My dad was like, you will never, ever see so many people in one spot. And it was like, uh, what a Okay. And then you get there, it's like, oh my gosh. Um, and that was as an eight year old. So um, good for you, man. All the way from Australia. You're going to have a great time. Bax, anything you want to add to him? Yeah, I know. My first Ohio State game was when I was a freshman at Ohio State and I lived in Lincoln Tower and I could actually see the stadium out my dorm room yeah. window. And I remember going down at like 9 a.m. and wondering where the hell everybody came from. Um, and after that, I learned my lesson about going down so late for Buckeye games. <laughs> Um, I would get there as soon as you can be there at sunrise. Those parking lots will start filling up there. There, the rule of thumb is, is however many people are in the stadium, you have at least as many outside of it, even during the game. So it's, it's, it's quite the experience there. Um, the good news is with Toledo is, is that Ohio state should probably, uh, have a, have a good outcome in that game. But like Dave said, the, the skull session is a first time thing. You definitely need to go for. Um, I, I, I would walk around and soak in the atmosphere. I, I would I would try to find the crowds of people and the students and everything and just just experience it because it's it's really neat. And after the skull session, they do the walk to the stadium through the crowd. And that's always a really cool experience. I remember taking my uh, now 11 year old. It's hard to believe. But I took him a couple of years ago to the uh, I want to say it was a New Mexico State game. In one of those games where, you know, OSU is going to be up six touchdowns at half. So if the younger kid, he was I think he was seven at the time. Um, can't handle it, then you can go reasonably. And 
you know, even then the atmosphere was through the roof and he was, he, he was so excited just to like high five the players going from the skull session to the stadium. So uh, especially if you're taking family or kids, that's a really cool thing to do before the game. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like the walk from skull session into the stadium, it's another one you got to be there for a good, good call on that. Yeah. Soak it all in. Um, absolutely. Uh, a few more questions. Let's get to loyal listener. Sue, do we get another running back in the class? Sue, they want one. They they like Mark Fletcher a lot um, from American Heritage and um, big back, 6'1", 225 already entering his senior year. I love that. They want to get another one. I don't know if they will. I, I tend to think if I had a bet, they will get one. I don't know who it'll be because I know they want to get two backs in this class. What do you think, Bags? I think they'll get another back in addition to Mark Fletcher. I think it's going to be very interesting because especially with some of the 2024 guys that they're already after, if Stacey Gage decides to shut things down and commit early on, does that impact who they can possibly land knowing what's stacked in the classes at that point? Um, I could see them finding some like rising Ohio guy who we don't really know a ton about now that, you know, is one of those guys that come December. It's like, Who's this random three-star with offers from Penn State, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know, those guys. I could see something like that happening, too. I think Ohio State, in a perfect world, would love to have two. I think Ohio State's going to struggle to get a second running back that's really going to have the ability to contribute with the guys that we already have um, just because of the depth that OSU has at running back right now and it potentially stacking it with the class afterwards. So I'm less than 50-50 on it. Question from Michael on Facebook. How is offensive line recruiting going? Fortunately, they have three already. They're all Ohio kids, and it's fortunate. This 2023 class, you know, three of the top five players in Ohio are offensive linemen, and they're all Buckeyes. So they've got to get at least one, and I think hopefully two, out-of-state offensive linemen. You know, they're in on a pretty good one. Um, his name's escaping me right now. Now, the big kid from Connecticut, I think, is going to probably go to the kid that was originally from Europe. And has only played football for a little bit. I think he's going to go to Alabama. I know Ohio State was in on him. But Justin Fry, I'm confident he's going to land at least one, maybe two, four-star offensive linemen from out of state. He has to. He has Are to. you thinking it's uh, Samson Okunyola? He's, um, he's in Massachusetts. He's the one at Thayer that OSU's been after. Yeah, and there's, an, okay, I'll, uh, there's a kid from um, – Dematha is it? Um, I had it in my notes. It's like oh, he was yeah, he was just at OSU not that long ago. Yeah, like, uh, uh, Jason Moore. Oh, Jason Moore's a defensive lineman though. There's a ba- there's a Babelade or something like that. His last name's Babelade. There it sounds like they've got a good chance at landing him. The point is, I, I think Justin Fry will land at least one more and probably two more. They oh, you're thinking Ol Al Salinen? He's the one who had the picture with Hero Kano the other day. The top two kids in Europe. The top kid in Europe two straight years. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, and there's a kid named uh, isn't it Babelade? Yeah, isn't isn't uh, live uh, podcasting fun? Oh, it's so much fun! It shows us how well prepared we are for everybody. No, I had it in my notes yesterday. Okay, Olu Babelade from Dematha Catholic. He's an offensive tackle, six five two ninety six. He is in. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's right on the edge of the top two four seven. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah twenty. So the twenty twenty three class, he's ranked as the number twenty seven offensive tackle, number two eighty two overall player now um that'd be a good get for them again 6'5 296 offensive tackle and they've recruited that maryland area very well to math the catholic um so olu babalade is a guy to keep an eye on and i think if you know right now they're one of the favorites to land him and if they don't land him i think they're going to land somebody else hopefully they land two of those guys all right let's move along here okay well yeah i like this one too um this is unbelievable to me 
Okay, now it's just the Walter Camp All-American. I don't know who's voting for this, but um, C.J. Stroud getting left off preseason All-American honors, and people might be like, okay, so they took Bryce Young over him. No, they took Bryce Young and the guy from USC who transferred from Oklahoma over C.J. Stroud. You know, he's laughing at that. Every NFL talent evaluator who's saying yeah. C.J. Stroud's going to be the number one quarterback, um, a number one player off the board. Absolutely ridiculous. Don't look too much into that, Bucknutters. It's not a big deal. It's one group of – who knows? You could have like three people voting for it. Who knows who's voting for Walter Camp All-Americans? I, I have no idea. I have a theory on this, which is that Ohio State fans are so predictably outraged every time one of our guys is disrespected that a lot of places intentionally leave off one clear Ohio State guy just to get uh, all of us talking about whatever they're doing, whether it's like – one of the preseason magazines, or even some of these awards. Can you believe they didn't do this about Ohio State? Now everybody's talking about the Walter Camp Award. Would you have paid a, a dime of attention to it otherwise? That's my running theory, is that a lot of these places intentionally try to upset the Ohio State fan base because they know we're so large and loud that it's going to get conversation going. Yep, that's, um, that is a fair point here. Okay, here we go. Um, who's going to be the next? Spider wants to know. From YouTube, who's going to be our next commitment? Will it be in 23 or 24? I'll go. Curtis. Curtis. <coughs> What's that? Tackett Curtis. <coughs> yeah, I'll go. It's going to be 23. Tackett Curtis could be it. I'll go Jermaine Matthews, corner from Winton Woods. Our new our new pipeline down there at Winton Woods. I hope they get Arvell Reese, too, from Glenville, but I think he might wait a little longer. Um, it's good to get another Glenville guy if they get Glenville. That, that was when like was the last year. time we got a Glenville guy? I mean, it's been like Please, six man. years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I'm trying to think who it was. So there was somebody after Marshawn, wasn't there? Marshawn. There was somebody after Marshawn, but somebody um, after Marshawn. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. It's crazy because every year it was like there's only one Glenville guy in the class. I was like, how come there's only one Glenville guy and not like two or three? Yeah, we had so, years with two, three. Like, we didn't, why didn't we take the other two? Sort of deal. Like, Tressel's go-to at the end of the recruiting class so if he needed another kid was, what do we got a Glenville we can flip? All right, that kid's going to Iowa. We'll take him. You know, like. <laughs> We have had a lot of questions about this young man, uh, Jaden Bonsu. Do we think that Ohio State's going to land Jaden Bonsu? This comes from Jeff on YouTube. We've had many people ask about this. I want to hit on this. Jaden Bonsu, they're in on him. I know he likes Ohio State. If I had to pick, I'm going to use a Bill Curlick term right now, I would go the field over Ohio yeah. State, but I wouldn't rule Ohio State out for Jaden Bonsu. What do you think, well, Bax? And I think if we get Caleb Downs, we definitely don't get Jaden Bonsu. So I, I think that's definitely a big factor in it, if, if you want my opinion on it. Um, probably think, we want to have problem. We want to have get one. Yeah, of two, right? I'll, I'll accept the, uh, Caleb, da Caleb downs. And so we don't land Bonsu kind of deal. Um, I, I think it's interesting with that kid though, because you know, he's got, he's, he's a New Jersey kid if memory serves. And I think the other schools that he had talked about were like Michigan state and Miami and Alabama. And I'm like, okay, that's a pretty geographically disparate, uh, area. So, I mean, if we don't land Caleb downs, I'm sure Ohio state will have, probably lean heavily on them to get that safety that they need. But uh, I think we're less likely than likely to land him is my guess. I think events conspire for him to end up elsewhere. Let's hit one more. Sorry if we don't get to all the questions. Really appreciate you guys and all the great questions. All right. Um, this comes from Curtis from Facebook. The myth is that NIL will kill recruiting. What is your take? Also, what about the portal? Well, Curtis, my friend, it's killing Michigan, not killing <laughs> Ohio State. So to go back, 
Sue wants us to have a, several portions where we, or she said one per show at least. Uh, well, well, as Bax said, we could, we were going to circle back, have more Schadenfreude at the end of the show. It's good to sprinkle it in at all times. Just, yeah, right, right. A little, little dash here, a little dash there. Um, we'll sprinkle. Um, there you go. Um, yeah, so it's hurting Michigan, not hurting Ohio State. And initially, I think we were all, you know, whether you're a fan, even if you're a media person who, who wants Ohio State to do well, Anybody who wanted Ohio State to do well, I think, initially had some trepidation about this. When you see Texas A&M buying recruits, even though Jimbo's like, we were, we were buying recruits. We ain't buying no recruits. How dare you talk about oh, us buying recruits? Buying, buying Who recruits. told you we bought recruits? My boost was buying recruits. That's the thing. No one's saying that, that you're bringing out your wallet, Jimbo, and handing recruits money. Uh, but your boosters are buying recruits. Tennessee looked like they were going to have a great class. They were like, okay. What's happened now? The dust has settled. Recruits are not stupid. Their parents aren't stupid. They see when they come to Ohio State, they lay it out for them. If you come here, yeah, we can't give you a million dollars up front or 500000 up front, but you come here, look at what all these kids are doing. Even backups have NIL deals where they're like being taken care of. So I think if you have the structure in place at Ohio State with what, what they're doing internally and then with the collectives outside that are helping out, the Brian Schottenstein's Cardale, there's another one that's helping out. You put all that together, it's helping – Ohio State, if anything, it's hurting Michigan. So I don't think you can paint it with one broad brush. Is it going to help or hurt programs? It depends on how you handle it. Michigan could not be handling it any worse, in my opinion, Bax. We keep talking about it. It's transformational, not transactional. Okay, again, you might feel that way, Jim Harbaugh, to say that out loud. That's not what recruits want to hear. No. And I would add that what's killing their recruiting is is that they have Jim Harbaugh as their head coach, and he's A, a weirdo, and B, trying to leave. So – you know, like, let's call a spade a spade here. But NAL hasn't killed recruiting. All it does is it's impacted it differently. It's change, right? And some people don't like change. But at the end of the day, uh, change is inevitable. And so some places have adjusted better to it. Some places like Florida and Miami are sitting here having sniping fits with NIL lawyers over who gives more money to the certain recruit, right? But at the end of the day, is Tennessee's class super duper? Did they land Carnell Tate? No. You know why? Because Tennessee's a bum ass program and has been for 15 years, right? <laughs> it's that simple. Why, why, are, why are kids still going to Ohio State and, and Alabama? And by the way, Texas A&M, even before NIL was recruiting well, even before NIL, Jimbo at least had him pretty good. Let's be real honest. Uh, the, the schools that are the elite schools that have the coaches that are going to give the kids the best shot to go to the NFL while also having the opportunity for these guys to make money. That's the way most of these rational kids are going to look at it. And you're going to have some kids that are going to be leveraged by the money side of things, right? Some kids are going to go to the highest bidder and say, it's worth it to me. But most kids are still going to be in this for the experience, the people, the opportunity to go to the league, period. And if you have just enough of an NIL baseline, the kids are going to go money is money. I can have that everywhere. Unless you're Michigan where you just don't have that opportunity at all, (laughs) you know, Jimmy's, as Derek Williams just commented, Jimmy's he's a strange bird, right? He, he doesn't like chicken. It's a strange bird. You need steak and drink milk. But you know who can't eat steak and drink milk? All your players, Jimmy, because they don't have NIL money. So at the end of the day, you have to have a baseline. Michigan hasn't hit that baseline. But once you establish that baseline, all the old recruiting rules still hold. Parents want their kids taken care of, and the kids want to make the league. That simple. Great stuff as always from Matt Baxendale. You can catch his award-winning column every Sunday on Bucknuts. It is the bucket. Thanks again to Bax. 
Thank you to all of you. We appreciate it very much. Can't thank you guys enough. There's a lot of choices out there and really appreciate you guys making the Bucknuts Morning 5 a part of your day every morning. If you like the show, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. All that stuff really helps. Again, appreciate you guys. Hope everyone has a great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.